everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the very best fantasy tools and analysis on the entire internet. Go to that site right now. HashtagBasketball.com. Go there. Get on your web browser. Type in the entire thing. Put in HTTP even. Get there. HashtagBasketball.com. If you need help spelling it, you can contact my co-host, Tyler P. Watts. What's up, Tyler? Michael, I don't know what to say about this team. I don't have a good lead-in to to this team. Hopefully, Um, everyone's safe there. Let's start with that. Yo, shout out to – you're absolutely right about that. Um, Let's all – you know what? Donate. If you got money, especially if you got money. If you got a little money, donate a little money. If you got a lot of money, you should be taxed more. Uh, donate more money than you thought you would ever dream of donating to the relief fund in New Orleans um, and Louisiana, of course, in Mississippi, Alabama. All those states hit really, really hard with Hurricane Ida. It is it's pretty dire down there. I, I, I don't even know if power is back. Uh, I don't know if power is going to be back within weeks. Um, you know, obviously, local, state, Federal governments have been gutted for uh, various reasons, mostly profits for corporations. So all we got is each other. Um, if you can do anything to help, uh, you know, community funds, uh, food banks, etc. Please, please do. I hope uh, everybody in New Orleans is safe. Um, hopefully, the Pelicans will be playing in New Orleans when the season starts. I, I, I don't think I don't know what the devastation on the on the on the stadium is like. Uh, I have no idea, but they've done a lot of, of, of moves of maneuvering this season. I just can't tell if it was enough. Cause it was kind of all over the place. I liked some of the things uh, they got, uh, they brought in Jonas Valanciunas who I like. Uh, they got Devontae Graham as a backup and Sadoransky. Who's really good. I, I, I like Sadoransky. Um, they, for some reason though, let, Steven Adams go, Lonzo Ball go. Uh, they traded uh, Eric Bledsoe, which I think was fine. Uh, I, I don't think they could have used Eric Bledsoe, but maybe they could have with Lonzo Ball being uh, being gone. James Johnson um, is is also gone. He's in Miami. Um, well, Brooklyn, Miami. I mean, I guess that's the same place. Why not? They could be the same place. James Johnson in Brooklyn. I thought he was in Miami. <laughs> no, he's played for Miami. Did he get moved to Brooklyn already? <laughs> Shit, I gotta update my charts. All right, never mind. He's in he's in Brooklyn. Thank you, Tyler, for being uh, well versed. Uh, they drafted Trey. Uh, I thought they drafted Troy Murphy, and I was like, oh, that doesn't make any sense. Shout out old old school Troy, Troy Murphy fans. Uh, great fantasy player back in the day. That's when big men didn't shoot threes, and and Troy Murphy actually hit threes. Uh, he was very valuable. And old school, all my old school fantasy basketball heads out there. Uh, they drafted Trey Murphy. They drafted Herb Jones. These are like the worst names in the draft. Trey Murphy and Herb Jones. You didn't say the guys the Bucks picked. Disappointed in you, Michael. You know what? I, I don't care who the Bucks drafted. And they also, those were, oh, I'm not going to be able to pronounce any of those names. Good Lord. Sandro, that's a cool name. Sandro... Mamukalashivi. All right. Anyways, uh, New Orleans is the worst team. 
like they made all these moves. They thought they were helping themselves. They're worse. They're just worse. They have to be worse. Their point guards went from Lonzo Ball and Eric Bledsoe to Devontae Graham and Tadis Sandoransky. Like they're worse. That's, that's yeah, a, that's a downgrade. It just is. Thomas Sandoransky wasn't starting in fucking Chicago, where they've needed a point guard for uh, the better part of a decade since Derrick Rose uh, disappeared. And uh. here, here's the other problem. Like, okay, you can say that Valanciunas, getting Valanciunas was an upgrade over Steven Adams, and I'd probably agree with that. But this team literally, literally, literally has like seven rotation players. And the rest of the guys, I'm like, I don't know who's going to play the rest of the minutes. I don't. I'm confused. I don't understand. I don't know what they're going to try to do. Like, are you going to run a seven-man rotation for a full 82-game season? Like, that's not going to work out. No. No, it is not. And um, that is where I think this will be a team, like 100%, a team to keep an eye on. Because, obviously, Brandon Ingram, he's going to do Brandon Ingram stuff. Zion is going to carry this team. He's going to have to. They're going to lose a lot of games. But he's still going to carry the team. He's going to get the majority of the possessions. He's going to be an absolute force to be reckoned with in head-to-head leagues. And I really like Jonas Valanciunas. Jonas Valanciunas is great. He's underrated. He's always underdrafted. But this, the rest of this team, what, who's going to go where? Who's going to do what? Uh, Alexander Walker is someone I want to keep an eye on. Uh, Jackson Hayes could be a, a nice little fancy player in the, either now or in the future. Um, and there's going to be a lot of minutes in, in those guard spots that have to go somewhere. Um, and I'm Sadransky and Graham, while are seem to be the starters on this team, really aren't guaranteed those minutes. Yeah, and I mean, Carl Lewis Jr. is just really fast and, and another developmental guy. Like, they have a lot of guys that you're looking at going like, well, in a couple of years, this guy might be something, but what is he right now? Like, what is Jackson Hayes right now? Is Jackson Hayes really ready for even 20 minutes a game? Yeah, and are they going to kind of say, eh, screw it, just get out there and here's 30 minutes? I, I highly well, doubt it. And that's kind of, I think, what you're eventually going to see is, like, it's going to start out with, like, guys like Garrett Temple playing some, and then by the end, it's going to be all the kids and maybe even Jonas Valanciunas gets shipped out of the deadline. And Well, if all the kids are playing and they're tanking and they're doing so poorly – what incentive down the stretch does Brandon Ingram or even Zion Williamson, who has uh, obviously an injury history, what incentive do they have to play the rest of the season out? None. And that's why this team is so uh, difficult to peg, right? Uh, value is value is value, right? Brandon Ingram is still going to be very good. Uh, in a cat, he finished 31st overall. Um, I still think he is the guy to draft on this team, like the the number one guy I would take off this team. I don't think I'm excited about taking him, though. Uh, He's going to get more touches. He's going to have to take probably a couple more shots. He took 18, though, last season. He's going to take 20? Like, that's not a huge um, bump. He's arguably the only small forward, though, on this team that you want to play. That's the only shooter. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's weird. I mean, I guess there's Josh Hart. Like, you could convince yourself that Alexander Walker is ready for more minutes or Trey Murphy. But, like, I I think you're going to see him play 34, 35 minutes a game and do exactly what you expect Brandon Ingram to do. Like, five rebounds, five assists, 20-some points, couple threes. 
Yeah. Good. Just good. Third round player. Not a lot of upside to be a second round player. Probably not a lot of downside to be a fourth round player. Just a good third round player. Yeah. He's going to be out there doing Brandon Ingram stuff, getting uh, points, not getting enough steals and blocks for me to get super excited about. Um, I just, I don't see a big, like, you know, Oh, Lonzo's gone. Brandon Ingram's going to have to do more. Um, granted, Brandon Ingram, Tyler, how old do you think Brandon Ingram is? Oh, Brandon Ingram's got to be real good and young. 24. Well, yeah, he'll be 24 here at the beginning of September. Very good, Tyler. Um, he's still really young. He still could improve. Um, his assists have gotten better every year. And you, the only, like, here, here's the scenario I'm going to propose. The guards are not that great, and we want Brandon Ingram to run a little bit more of the offense. Assists go up. Maybe shooting percentage goes down. Points go yeah, up because he's but, taking more shots. Like where are we? Where are we ending up here, right? And like I'm trying to say, like, can Brandon Ingram improve? Even though he's he's only going to be 24, he can improve, right? But where is he going to improve? And I I just can't figure it out. Yeah, I'm not sure either. I think any if anyone's going to get more ball handling duties, it's going to be Zion. Likely. And I think that's who we got to talk about next. Zion, the absolute fucking monster that he is. Um, 27 points last season. Seven rebounds, four assists, almost a steal, half a block. Just a little disappointing. Does not shoot threes under 70% free throw percentage, but super elite, uh, you know, 61% field goal on eight cat per game averages, 50th rank player in the whole league. And somebody we were slightly wrong about. I think so. We we can fully admit when we are uh, when we are wrong, and I think we thought Zion would be a little bit of a bust. He would try to shoot too much. He wouldn't be as uh, physically dominant. He would have some injury issues. Well, no, see, uh, I don't really think any of that. I just thought when you're picking him in the second or third round, it's a mistake, and it was a mistake. Well, that was a mistake, but I think we thought it would be a little bit worse than top fifty. Um, oh, for sure. And he wasn't. He was top 50. And if you um, are punting free throws, his worst category, and uh, if you're punting three-pointers, he's the ninth-ranked player on average. Yeah, and you could say that down the stretch, his numbers were, again, better. I mean, like, if you look at his last 25 games, he averaged 29.2, 7.4, 4.3, a steal, 0.6 blocks, shot 60% from the field, 70% from the foul line. Would it be insane if you're in a head-to-head league, you're playing categories eight or nine, whatever. Um, would it be insane for you if you're picking third, fourth, fifth, something like that to draft Giannis in the first round and Zion in the second round? Well, you're going to have to draft Giannis or Zion in the second round if you want Zion. So there's that. Let's right. just Let's just get that out of the way, right? Would I do it? Is that the question? Like, yeah, would you question? do it? Would you feel pretty confident about that? That's a pretty good team. You're you're a little low in assists, but it's still a pretty good team. Probably go yeah. LeBron. I'd probably go LeBron instead yeah. of Zion. I just man, I just there's just not there's no value there for me. In the second round, he went 28th in Yahoo Leagues last year. He went 23rd. He's looking at fantasy pros consensus ADP. Like 
there's just no value in that for me. And really what I don't like about Zion, and I think we've talked about this every year, is like he's getting you a steal and like half a block. To pick yes. that in the second round with bad free throws and almost no three-pointers doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Like he, you can say, oh, he's a four-category guy, but like he's not elite in assists. He's a three-category guy. He's elite in three categories. I'm thinking everybody else I see that I'm picking in the second round is either really good across the board or they're elite in three categories and they don't kill you in the other five. Yeah, like Bam Adebayo, not going to score you 27 points a game, right? But don't get tricked up on those counting stats. 27 points a game is great. That's a lot, right? Bam Adebayo is only 19. That's not that great for a second-round player. But everything else he does, the five, the five – assists the nine rebounds the over the steal and a full block again uh all that stuff adds up jimmy butler you know also not a big scorer but seven assists two steals um these are just stats i like more than zion's 27 and seven right and could he score more they're gonna need someone to score more yeah sure. but we talked about this too there's also the potential that scoring around the league goes down and then he scores less now it could be are you are you are you thinking um are you gonna stand on that one so like do you think scoring really is like just because last year was so weird do you think i think in this pace is gonna go down no in this sense it's gonna go down a lot of guys missed a lot of games for covid related absences i think that number potentially goes down some and therefore if that number goes down then the offense goes down because like uh, pretty much every team had a stretch right where like for a week or two they were playing some guys that really maybe shouldn't have been on the court or would not have been on the court otherwise um i think we saw a lot of that and i think that helped some players really up their averages i mean like how many guys were averaging over 25 points a game last year like it was a crazy amount and quite so a few i th- i think we could see scoring across the league go down a little bit i mean like seven teams broke the record for the highest offensive rating in nba history so to say that's going to repeat again just seems a little bit insane. Yeah, that's fair. I think that's a, it is an outlier. It might be on the uptick, right? But that could be just a nice little outlier. We could be going through, it's kind of like a global warming. It's like, oh yeah, it was the hottest July on record. Uh, but, you know, it's going to take like five years to have another hot July, but the, the, the pace is going to keep going up every year and then you'll be dead. It's kind of the exact same thing, right, Tyler? You're telling this tale, Michael. Right. So, Zion taking him in the second round, which he, you know, tw- you said 28th between 23rd and 28th overall last year. I don't see that number. I don't see people going, never mind on Zion Williamson next year. <laughs> if anything, it gets worse. I'm not taking, I'm probably not, I- I'm trying to justify taking him in the second round. And the only way to justify that is a very specific head to head build that you are digging yourself a hole into. But, but, but because... why do it that soon? Like, why go, I have to punt this? Well, that's not how I play. That's not how we suggest people play. That's not how we suggest people draft at all. We say, you know, get the best player available in the first two, maybe even three rounds, and then build a team around that. That way you're not digging yourself a hole. Well, and, and here's the other problem with it. So say you enter your draft going with this Giannis and Zion strategy, you concocted in your own brain and you get Giannis at whatever pick but then let's say the guy right before you takes Zion 
well, then didn't your strategy just blow up in your face? Like, there's no guarantee that you're going to be the one who gets Zion. Exactly. Well, yeah, exactly. Especially when Zion is a hot of a name as he is, right? Like, there's going to be a lot of leagues where, like, in the late first or early second round, three guys that go in a row are Trey Young, Luka, and Zion. Because, ooh, somebody got the hot young guy. Ooh, I want a hot young guy. Ooh, ooh, I, I need a hot young guy too. Do, do. They're all three off the board at 10, 11, and 12, at 11, 12, and 13. Well, Tyler, we do not subscribe to the hot young guy league. We are not in that league. We're in the old crusty guy league. Uh, we like our uh, Chris Middletons and our Drew Holidays. Um, I think it would be wild for someone to take – Zion over Vujovic, and I think you're gonna. I, I think you're gonna see it. I think you're gonna. See oh it. well, I mean, you saw it last year, right? Yeah, I guess well, you're I mean, right. I mean, Vucevic was the 28th ranked player in fantasy pros ADP, and Zion was 23rd. And and all three leagues except for CBS, if you played in CBS, Vucevic had a higher ADP than Zion. That was the only one. ESPN and Yahoo both Zion going higher. Yeah, so I, I'm sitting here trying to justify Zion in the second round. I'm trying to do my best for all you Zion heads out there. He could be better. He could be more offensively dominant. He could have the ball more even. Unless those counting stats go up, unless he turns into some sort of point forward, which maybe that's the direction they're headed, right? Even yeah, then, but how it's often hard to see- pick him in the second round. Well, how, and how often do we see someone do the Julius Randle where you go from three to seven like not very often very rare in fact uh, so rare that i think it's only julius Randle in that in that league um so that so like that's what i'm saying i'm really really doing my best to justify it i can't i can't do it and since he's gonna go in the second round and probably almost every league uh even early in the third round i if i'm in a roto league i can't i certainly can't do it but if i'm in uh a head-to-head league I mean, I I might pick him at the end at the end of the third round, and he's never going to be there. Yeah, and we haven't made a mention about his injury history, which is pretty lengthy at this point for a very young player, and so that's another just worry to add to it. Yeah, do you really want a kind of an injury risk? You know, like around your second round player, hard to take. Yeah, and especially around your second round player that you're expecting to take a leap up from the. 50th ranked player to the 20th ranked player like it's just a lot man it's a lot to it's a lot to bank on yeah absolutely i'm with you tyler uh let's talk about jonas valanciunas uh another who finished higher than zion last year in per game value he finished 43rd zion finished 50th yes he did yes sir um 12 rebounds a game 17 points a great percentage guy jonas valanciunas a great roto guy to have uh one block a game the sister, you know, around two steal, uh, half a steal is isn't great, isn't bad. You know, the Tunis, twenty minutes a game. You think those minutes go up in New Orleans? Stephen Adams played less. That's true. Stephen Adams played like twenty-seven. I mean, they don't really have another center unless they're going to play Jackson Hayes a ton. Do they want to do that? Maybe, but that's not great for them winning games. I don't think. No, Jackson Hayes, 16 minutes a game last year. Um, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, I, I do think Jonas, no, no reason to see, no reason to see him as not an, uh, once again another top 50 season from him though. No, but he's going to be the exact same player. I think we think he is right. Elite rebounds, 
good points, a block, just fine. Yep. And if you need a center and you're hanging around that, that, that fifth round, um, I think you got to take Jonas. Like, I think he's kind of like, I'd rather have him than Richard Holmes. Um, I'd probably in a roto league, I'd rather have him than Clint Capella probably uh, in a head to head league. I'd, probably, I'd, I'd rather have Clint Capella. Um, ooh, DeAndre Ayton or Jonas Valanciunas, Tyler? Probably Ayton. Nah, actually, I think I want Jonas Valanciunas. You know what? Ayton, if you think he's going to take a step forward, but the Suns are going to basically be relatively the same team. What What's Ayton going to do better? It's a toss-up, though. I mean, you can have either one. I They're actually really similar players, too, because they both have fairly good percentages. I'd probably go for Jonas, though. Yeah, I might go... I might go... Oh, I might go Aiden, but by, a, by the, the skin of my teeth. Um, one more, Johnny Collins or Jonas Valanciunas? Give me Jonas. There you go. Jonas is, uh, I think he's going to be underrated. I think a lot of people are going to miss him um, uh, in the draft. And you shouldn't, you shouldn't uh, miss Jonas Valanciunas if he's hanging around that fifth round, especially anything after the, after the 50, 50 player mark. Uh, Jonas is becoming an absolute deal. At that point, let's talk about the rest of this team. Is there anyone else to talk about on the rest of this team? Uh, Devontae Graham playing extended minutes sort of interests me in it, especially in a head to head league. But man, that dude couldn't shoot over 40% last year. Uh, he's going to be bad in, in field goals. But again, this could be a guy, elite threes, some decent assists, you know, maybe 15, 16 points. The guy can score, man. Like the guy can, the, the, he can put the damn ball in the bucket. He's hitting three three pointers he, a game. He may be one of the best late round point guards. Yeah, because he's almost at six assists, and he might have to run some of the offense here. So maybe that uh, number goes up. His minutes go up a little bit. Maybe he's hitting more threes because he's a little bit more open because Zion is out there, right? Um, I could see him being a, a, a late round uh, pick. Someone in eight categories last season finished 116, but the year before that, when he was playing with starters minutes, uh, finished pretty well. Uh, in fantasy, he was very fancy relevant. I think he was in the top 75, right? He was. Yeah, so this is a guy you could probably get late in drafts who could finish top 75, and I, I like him as like um, kind of like a low-key sleeper. His ceiling isn't, um, you know, like top 50, but – Oh, he finished fifty eighth that yeah. that year you're mentioning. But he played thirty five minutes a game. Does he yeah. play thirty five minutes a game next year? I don't Probably think he not. plays. No, I don't think he does. But I mean, they paid him, right? They didn't pay him, and they they need somebody out there to uh, to play. So I mean, that's a nice. I think his ceiling is nice if he's playing starters minutes, and the, the opportunity to be a starter and play starter minutes is there for him the assists alone make him draftable late in the draft um i i think he's a nice little sleeper i'm going to put him on my sleeper board yeah and i mean if it it all depends on his draft position too for me like if he's going at 75 i'm sort of in if he's going after 100 i'm definitely in if he's going at 50 i'm out right like he's one of those guys where i'm not like going into the draft going oh i gotta have him no matter what the price is but at the right price he could be kind of a nice little steal Absolutely. Um, Sadoransky probably is now fantasy relevant. Uh, I 
I'm not taking a chance on him. I, I, I do Is think he? he's a he's a I think he's a good lanky with if he's gonna play closer to 30 minutes a game, the assists alone make him streamable. Yeah, but I I don't know. I don't know. I'm not I'm out. I'm out. Oh stream, but I'm out. Do I think he's gonna hold down starters minutes 100 percent No, I, I he couldn't do it in Chicago. Not sure why he would be able to do it here. Um, but I'm keeping an eye on him. I'm certainly not drafting him, well, but I'll be streaming him if he's playing a lot of minutes. And the Pelicans have to improve their defense. So, you know, do they just run Sadoransky some more minutes because he's maybe the best wing defender they have? Him and Josh Hart, like potentially. All right, Tyler. I am going to force you in the Tyler only draft. There's a stipulation. I'm going to force you. You have to take another player. You can take it with your last pick. That's perfectly fine. You have to take another player on this Pelicans team that's not likely in the starting five. You could take Jackson Hayes or Josh Hart. You could take Garrett Temple. You could take Alexander Walker, Trey Murphy. You have to draft one of them. Is it Hernan Gomez? Who are you taking? Probably Josh Hart. He was 145th last season, 28 minutes a game. If he could just get a few more minutes. He's really just a rebounds guy, though. Like, he might get you 10 points. He Threes are going to be okay. Maybe a steal. Like, he's just fine. But, like, Jackson Hayes, how much is he going to play with Valanciunas there? Probably not a lot. You know, you mentioned the other guys. Like, Alexander Walker gets a lot of buzz, but. See, I think that's who I'm who I, I would end up drafting. I because it's my last pick. It's last a, year. It's a throwaway pick. We got some weird shit going on in, in, in the uh, in the backcourt. We don't know who's going to play a lot. And I think your biggest risk, biggest reward is Alexander Walker, who in 22 minutes averaged a steal and a half a block game, two assists, three rebounds, and 11 points in 22 minutes. It's nice. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's good. It's good for sure. I mean, like you look per 36, like it's strong points. It's strong steals. It's you know, good rebounds for a wing, but I don't know, man. I don't, we got to keep an eye on that backcourt. I during- think here's the thing. I think that could happen with him too. He could be, he's a guy who always seems to be a little bit fashionable in fantasy. Yeah. I could see him like by the end of draft season, if people think he's going to play like being a top 100 pick and I'm, I'm out on that. I don't want him. Well, if you think you got like one of those hype leagues where everybody's like, oh, I know all the sleepers and the sleeper sleepers. It's like, all right, you guys are annoying. Um, Alexander Walker, a great dollar throw out because would you would you have him on your roster for a dollar? OK, whatever. Who cares? Right. But if someone wants to pay two dollars, well, that's funny. And that gets two, at least two dollars off the board. But hell, heaven forbid someone six, seven, eight, nine dollars, man. That's nice. That's a nice little, nice little steal. Uh, so if people are into Alexander Walker, you know, people like the, you know, they play that name recognition game. You know, you know exactly the type of fantasy player I'm talking about. They love that name recognition game is much more important to them than like, I don't know, uh, Mike Connolly. Um, I'm well aware. I am 100%. I know exactly what you're talking about. But yeah, I mean, I'm going to keep an eye on him though during the season, uh, preseason for sure. If they're going to him a lot and he's looking good, I, I don't know. Maybe I, I might waste the last pick on him. Uh, the the good thing, the thing you like to see about him is when he gets an opportunity, especially against some lesser competition, he usually seems to dominate. Yeah. Like I, he looks good for his age. 
he looks NBA capable. So all he's got to do is keep improving. There's plenty of but here's my thing on like, that team for him to play. You put Devontae at one, you put him at two. But here's my thing, though. If you really thought you were trying to open up minutes and playing time and all that for him, like, why did you get Devontae Graham and Thomas Sadoransky? Like, because you're just... a garbage front office. I guess. I mean, and you just like looking at it going like, oh, oh well, you know, this is another good player for us, which I'm okay. Okay. Like having talent is a real thing for sure. But like, I don't know. I just didn't, it didn't seem like they were trying to open up the minutes for him. Yeah. You're, you're, you're probably right. Um, we're going to have to see how this goes during preseason and into the season. I think that is it for the Pelicans. Tyler, where can people find you on Twitter? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Tyler P. Watts. And you can find me at watch the boxes. If you want to support the show, please rate review us or go to patreon.com slash watching the boxes. Uh, become a Patreon, help support the show and get direct access to uh, Tyler and I um, though. I don't know when the last time um, any of the Patreons it's been a, it's been a weird season with these. Uh, um, actually, you know what? I don't even think we're charging the Patreons at this point. Uh, once the season gets going, I think we will start uh, hitting the, tr- uh, the, the, the Patreons up for, um, you know, some we'll get them some content leading into uh, maybe our sleeper, our famous sleeper podcast, Tyler. Uh, but with the COVID season and all the other nonsense, um, the Patreons, we would really, really appreciate um, you guys supporting the show. If you want to support the show, patreon.com slash watch the boxes. If you want to see me do a mock draft on Twitch or play video games, twitch.tv slash watch the boxes. Just the mock draft. I'm probably not going to play a lot of video games on there. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm actually going to sabotage Mike's mock draft by just bidding up every player that he wants by listening to his Twitch. Yeah. There's even a tier on Patreon where Tyler or I will complete your online draft for you. If you want, if you want to subscribe at that tier, go to patreon.com slash watching the boxes. Hit up on Twitter. That's it for the Pelicans. We'll see you next time. <laughs>